Hey guys, this is Chelsea Schaefer and this is The Score. This is the Team Roping Journal's venture into the world of podcasting. On this show, you'll be able to bring the Team Roping World's movers and shakers on the road or to the office with you. They'll be telling stories and talking through some of the issues facing this sport. As the editor of the Team Roping Journal, I'll be your host. Hey everyone, welcome to The Score. This is the Team Roping Journal's podcast. This episode is with Jay Ellerman, a five-time NFR header who just so happens to live one road behind me. So on Sunday morning, we got to have some coffee together and enjoy just a really nice conversation, um, a good conversation between friends about the evolution of the rope horse business in his career and also the evolution of his life and how it is kind of coincided with the growth of team roping. So if you don't know Jay, I'm really sorry. He, um, you, you should, and, and maybe you should go to one of his schools because he is a legendary teacher, especially in the northern Colorado area where he's from. Jay roped with the likes of Ricky Green, Walt Woodard, Bobby Harris, Jay Wadhams, and J.D. Yates in his career, among others. And now he gets to heal every so often for his kids, uh, Taya McAdell and Britt Ellerman. He is very involved in the Colorado team roping community. He helped start the CJRA, um, Colorado Junior Rodeo Association, when his kids were young. And at that point, that is when um, Jay kind of split off from the rodeo road and made the choice to put his family above his team roping. It's a transition that, um, as we kind of all get older, a lot of guys that are at the top of their game when they're in their 20s and 30s eventually make because they want to spend more time with their families. I know um, Dustin Bird is fighting it, deciding whether or not he wants to go back on the road, whether or not he wants to rodeo now with his second son on the way. So it's just a, a very familiar feeling, and it's something that Jay talks about very eloquently and kind of how the competitive nature inside him um, still works and still balances out and still keeps him um, in the game and still working on his horses. So this was a really nice conversation um, between friends over some coffee, and I'm really glad we could share it with you. So I hope you enjoy it. And um, please remember, after you listen, to leave us a review on SoundCloud, Stitcher, um, or iTunes. Every review helps and every review counts. And um, I do love to hear from you all, too. You can email me at cshafer at aimmedia.com. Give me a note um, about what you like, what you don't like, maybe who you want to see on this podcast. So thank you all. Have a great day. Hi, Jay. Good morning. How are you today? I'm great. <laughs> um, Jay, now give me a little bit of background. Where did you grow up? Uh, I grew up in the Greeley area. Uh, my dad worked on a ranch in, out by Mike Surveys, actually. Mm-hmm. And uh, I learned to rope outside mm-hmm. in the spring. Um, they would bring in a bunch of yearlings from Louisiana and down south, so that a lot of them were sick. Oh, wow. And I was like nine or ten, um, and so he and I would go and, and doctor mm-hmm. in a pasture all day long and uh, made a lot of good horses that way. Yeah, what kind of horses were you riding back then? You know, it, just stuff that, that uh, the guy that ran the ranch, was his name was Red Putman, mm-hmm. and uh, he, he had uh, some wise camps, some stuff mm-hmm. like that, but he had several different uh, 
things that he was working on, like a lot of people, you know. So mm-hmm. we would uh, we would ride them, um, and then at night, after we doctored all day, we might get a come in, and we had horn steers, and we'd get a run four or five, and uh, but back in those days, we all came from the right mm-hmm. headers and healers. We had the old swing shoot gate you know yeah uh, it was all everything was wood uh-huh. in the arena I learned to rope in um, there was a right fence but no left fence it was about a mile to the it was, <laughs> it was the horse pasture actually uh-huh. just had a chute in it and uh, we would rope the steers jerk them down or, or to take the ropes off mm-hmm. so it was uh, a long ways from what we have now yeah so were there there were jackpots back then oh yeah 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 we jackpotted uh, my dad roped a lot. He learned to rope uh, in California, spent a lot of time in California, mm-hmm. and then moved to Colorado. And uh, it's kind of funny, uh, one of the first guys that he met was Dick Yates. Mm-hmm. So uh, I've known Dick ever since I was little. So that's how that the mm-hmm. Yates-Ellerman connection started. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. we've been friends forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so why did you choose the path um, why did you start going to the pro rodeos and kind of how did you get into that line of work, I guess? Well, uh, as a kid, you know, you always have a dream of wanting, if you rope at all, everybody wants to make the finals. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I always had it in the back of my mind and, and always worked toward that um, and went to college. You did? Uh, yeah, you went, you went to the college rodeos. Finals. Scholarship, yeah. Um, actually, I never really thought about going to college. Mm-hmm. And I had a good friend, uh, Bob and Brenda Van Newkirk, which mm-hmm. Brenda worked yeah. for Cinch forever. And, forever. And uh, so Bob called me and said, hey, if you'll go to college, they owned a West, the Snubbing Post Western store there. He said, I'll pay your way. Cause the, so he, he blessed me and mm-hmm. paid my way to college. And uh, Where did you go to college? Uh, Torrington, mm-hmm. Eastern Wyoming. And uh, so I rodeoed there a couple of years, and it's it's things just kind of started to work out. Um, JD helped me. I I I had known Bobby Harris a long time, mm-hmm. ever since he was really like a kid, and and uh, I hung around with JD a lot when we were in college, and we were good friends, and so. Uh, Bobby had made the finals once, and uh, the next year he needed a partner, and J.D. told Bob, you know, you got to rope a Jay. So that's kind of how I got my start. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in between there, um, I met uh, Walt Woodard uh, and Ricky, and uh, Walt was rodeoing, doing schools, and uh, Ricky was living with Walt. And so I had just got married, and uh, Walt called me, and he said, hey, why don't you come and live with me and, and head for Ricky? So I said, okay. Mm-hmm. So Tammy and I loaded up, and we went and <laughs> lived with Walt and Darlene for a while, and, and uh, I roped with Ricky, and uh, we had a great time, learned, learned a lot, uh, loved the California rodeos. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of tradition there at, at all the rodeos. And at that time, uh, things were a little bit different. It was a lot slower. You know, you didn't go to near as many yeah. rodeos as you do now because team roping wasn't mandatory. Mm-hmm. There was only a few states that had team roping. So mm-hmm. 
uh, you may only go to in the in the spring. There's only be one, maybe two rodeos mm-hmm. a week mm-hmm. in California. So when were you involved at all on the political side of pro rodeo when Team Rope got kind of pushed to be a mandatory event or with equal money? What yeah? What kind of role did you take when you were rodeoing as far as well, advocacy for cowboys? It, it's always been tough for team ropers mm-hmm. because. And I'm not. This is not saying anything against stock contractors, but they really, most of them don't like team roping. Why I don't know because uh, if you look into the PRCA and how things work there, uh, majority. I don't know what the exact percentages mm-hmm. of of. I think it's in the '60s as yeah, far as our mm-hmm. team ropers. Yeah. So we pay for a lot of things there. Uh, so yeah, and there was a time at the finals where Jake and Clay and I, I know Matt Tyler, uh, stood up in, in, in the meeting before the finals and said, look, we're not going to rope. Mm-hmm. And there's been a lot of stuff like that, uh, tried mm-hmm. so that, and, and I'm glad now, uh, we, we see Mike Servi all the time, you know, mm-hmm. and I talk to him a lot about rodeo and, and, uh. But it was uh, he, Tom Feller, and Brett Tanazi that got team roping mandatory mm-hmm. in the PRCA. Now we don't have equal money everywhere. No. Which they call it double money, but that's not right. Yeah, that isn't. <laughs> that isn't right. So, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was around when a lot of that yeah, came about. Through all of the changes there. Yeah. Um, and now, but you chose, though you were roping with guys in Texas and California and all, and all over, you chose to stay in Colorado? I, I roped with uh, a lot of people close to home. Mm-hmm. I did. But um, there are a lot of great ropers in, in, the, in this area. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I roped with, with Bobby, who was a world champion, mm-hmm. J.D., Jay Wattoms. Um, so, yeah, it was, it was easier for me because then uh, we would not, you know, I mean, we, would, we didn't take our own rigs. Mm-hmm. We went together a lot to make things more economical. Yeah, what kind of rig were you rodeoing in in the early days? Oh, well, when we were in, when JD and I rodeoed and, and jackpotted, we he had a van. They had a van and a tongue full force. Now Tammy and I, first time I went to the Cow Palace with Bobby Harris, we had a a van and a two horse WW side by side. Oh man. Yeah. We drove all the way to San Francisco <laughs> and did went to the Alcatraz and did all the stuff that you do, you know. Yeah. It was more of a vacation than a rodeo trip. Uh-huh. But we we had a lot of fun rodeoing. We uh it it, it was you know, when it's your passion, it mm-hmm. is fun. But yeah, the rigs we traveled in was nothing like today. <laughs> yeah, when did you get your first living quarters trailer? Oh, that was... Were you still rodeoing when you got your first Not really, no. Mm -hmm. Uh, That was when the kids started junior rodeoing. Mm -hmm. And then you made the junior rodeos a big priority for you guys. Yeah. You started the the Colorado Junior Rodeo We helped start, Tammy and I and and my brother-in-law, Dave Whaler, Mm -hmm. uh, Mitch, 
Hickey is, mm -hmm. <laughs> she's the mainstay mm -hmm. for that and always has been. And there was the Laramores, the, I mean, there was a lot of people. I can't even remember everybody that was, mm -hmm. that was on the board. And, uh, but Tammy was president for 17 years. Mm -hmm. So when the CJRA started, the rodeo and for me kind of got pushed back, mm -hmm. which was, I was fine with it mm -hmm. because to be a dad is a lot more important. So, uh, yeah, we still rodeoed some, mm -hmm. but it wasn't the number one priority. Mm -hmm. And when you married Tammy, um, she roped great back then. Tammy roped, and she roped good, but she was a healer. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. I spent many hours taking the rope off the dummy <laughs> <laughs> while she roped it a horseback. Uh -huh. Because it, it's... In that time, uh, for a lady to heal was was difficult. Mm -hmm. uh, now there's a lot of good women healers, but then you could have a lot more success heading mm -hmm. and then you could heal him. So well, because she grew up on a ranch, so healing yes. was probably really natural for her. Yeah, dragging she just calves roped. and everything. Yeah, they just yeah. roped. Mm -hmm. You know, so yeah, she she could rope both ends and. Mm -hmm. uh, it's funny, a good story about Tammy and her healing. She, uh, the USTRC has the regional finals mm -hmm. and they give the cruel girl thing. And, and uh, so she had gone over there and she was behind a little bit to win the cruel girl deal. Mm -hmm. And coming to the last day, she needed to win something. And she, she's very competitive. And so she, uh, she got up real, I thought she wasn't going. I thought mm -hmm. she was done. Well, she gets up real early in the morning and she, Britt and I get up and we say, what, what are you doing? She said, I'm going to, back to the rope. And I said, what are you gonna do? I'm healing. I said, <laughs> what? Yeah, I'm healing. And I said, well, who are you healing for? And she said, Jake Beard, he asked me to rope and I'm gonna go heal for him. Mm -hmm. But I'm, I'm, I need to win something. So I can win the cruel girl thing. So mm -hmm. I said, oh, well, so we all, we saddle her horse, cut off her robes, and she takes off. Well, I never hear from her, never hear from her. Well, finally, the, I call and I say, well, what'd you do? How'd you do? I did okay. I did all right. I'll be home in about 15 minutes. She pulls in, gets out, pulls the saddle out, throws it on the <laughs> ground, said, I won the rope. And <laughs> So she ended up winning the cruel girl thing. Yeah, that's awesome. So that's, she's so, you don't ever want to count her out. Mm -hmm. It's like when she won the, the Perry rope and Trey Yates was on the phone telling, Britt and I was in the unsaddling horses we had roped. Mm -hmm. And he said, uh, your mom's uh, second high back at the Perry. Because we hadn't heard from her. Mm -hmm. And uh, so he's given us a, and Britt and I look at each other and we said, She'll win it. Mm -hmm. And so Trey's given us a play-by-play. -play. <laughs> so we knew she won the rope before she probably did. I said, what were you doing? She goes, I was trying to put this real estate deal together. <laughs> well, I said, did you know you were a second high tech? I did, but I'm trying to get this real estate deal done. <laughs> so, so She's a force. Your wife is a force. She is in everything she does. She goes at it hard. She works very hard. Mm -hmm. She doesn't... Uh, it's hard. It's frustrating for her now because she doesn't get a rope very much. Mm -hmm. She doesn't get a practice. And uh, when she goes and she doesn't rope well, then we all pay because <laughs> when she gets home, we uh -huh. rope. But uh, she's busy with her business and she goes at her business like she does a rope and mm -hmm. she works at it very hard. And 
since while she's been building her real estate business, you've been managing the horse side of things here yeah. for the most part, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. We ride. We don't ride uh, a lot of outside horses like we used to. Mm-hmm. We still have some. We ride for for one outfit. Uh, but we do. We ride a lot of our own, mm-hmm. uh, and train them and sell them. Taya always has a lot of horses. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, we we may saddle. I don't know. You may drive by here days, and the arena will be full of horses. Yeah, I think and every just, time I drive yeah, by here, it's you know full we of just horses. get on and go to roping and riding, and it's just what we do. Mm-hmm. And so, in your horse, when did you? prioritize horsemanship and and riding good horses in your roping career did that come first or well when I learned to rope I always had good horses my dad always made sure that I had good horses um but when they were gone Mm -hmm. he made sure that he wanted me to know how to to make a good horse and as we all know in the rope and deal, you're only as good. Your talent only takes you so far. Mm-hmm. And that's, you have to have a good horse. And so making them takes a long time. But, um, but when I got into the showing the horses, I started to learn a lot because I was around mm-hmm. great horsemen all the time. And uh, you see different things and different ways to do things and and how did you get into showing the horses? Where did well, uh, Tammy and I just got married. I've always been. I grew up the ranch that I grew up on. Uh, Gary Putman's dad ran, and Gary uh, trained a super horse. He's done. He's done really well. And he trained Mister uh, Mister Baron Mr. Red. Baron Red. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a friend of his, uh, Kent Martin, who's always, has been. He's he got me into the showing side. Mm-hmm. Uh, had a horse that he had qualified for the world show, and he he had too many to ride, so he needed somebody to ride this horse. Mm-hmm. And so Gary called me and to ask me if I would ride the horse. And uh, from that day forward, uh, he left, went to work for Pitzers, and I started working for helping Gary and riding some of those, mm-hmm. showing them. And then uh, I have always worked for Kent. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I, well, mm-hmm. I've showed horses at the World Show for over 20 years probably. Mm-hmm. And have you developed favorite bloodlines? I mean, obviously the bloodlines have evolved dramatically yeah. since in the last 20 years. Have you developed any favorites? You know, right now uh, we have a horse by Wimpy's Little Step. Mm-hmm. That is an awesome horse. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really like him. Uh, we've had, we have some uh, so horses. Do you like, that, are they a little freer, the Wimpy's Little Step horses? That horse just, is so smart. Mm-hmm. So smart. Uh, we've got some uh, one hot horses by one hot Jose mm-hmm. that we got from the Bramans mm-hmm. from JB Court Horses, uh, Corona Cartel. A lot of those horses are nice, both both of them. Both the Corona Cartels, you like that much speed? Yeah, in your head Tia has got a brown mare here that she's riding for them. She's amazing. Mm-hmm. She is she's amazingly fast, and uh, she is really nice. Yeah. Uh, so we have some horses from them that are just outstanding. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like personally. I kind of like something that's that uh, I'm. I'm. I feel like the mare is the the big thing in the mm-hmm. horse horse deal. So I like cut and bred mares or mares that have pre- are 
you know, can do something, mm-hmm. uh, crossed on something with a little bit of speed. Mm-hmm. It's kind of what I like. Nice. And so you've gotten to see the evolution of both the rodeo world and now the horse show world and into the futurities. Mm-hmm. Um, and you got to judge the futurity last year. What do you, um, do you see that as the future? The I hope so. Mm-hmm. I hope it is. Uh, you know, we to find nice horses is really, really hard. And, mm-hmm. and uh, even talking to Jim Brinkman, uh, he tells me that there's a shortage of horses. So good horses are going to be harder and harder to come by. Plus, we don't have the people riding them on the ranch, doing mm-hmm. the things that we that people used to do. So. I hope that the fraternity really takes off. Uh, I think it gives a place for the guys that are training, maybe uh, the reigning cow horse, that type of horses that maybe aren't quite good enough to go on and be a winner there. It gives them a place for them to go. Plus the guys that are training the the horses professionally uh, can take something and make it really nice and get what it's worth, which... We all know it takes so many hours to train a nice horse, and that's why they're expensive because it takes a lot of time. And are the have you seen in your experience as you sell horses, the jackpot guys, the the, the recreational ropers, wanting to spend more or willing to spend more than ever before? Yeah, I think so because there's more money out there now. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a little bit more money. Plus, you have opportunity to win. You know, Mm -hmm. you go to the World Series, you got a a chance to win a lot of money. And so every week, there's a good rope in somewhere Mm -hmm. that you can go win some money. And you have a good chance of actually paying for an expensive horse. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Don't forget, this podcast is supported by U.S. Rider, the premier equestrian roadside assistance program in the industry. You've heard me talk about it every episode since the start. And now I want to give you a promo code so you all can subscribe and save money too. You get 14 months for the price of 12 with the promo code PC718. That is P as in Paul, C as in Cat, 718. You only get it if you're listening to the score. This is a score exclusive promo code. So head on over to usrider.org and subscribe. Now, at the same time, so Taya's training a lot of horses. Taya, Taya has always has lots of horses. Yeah, and um, Britt, ha- your son Britt, is 20, 25, 25 mm-hmm. and he's got a leather business. He owns Texas Saddlery. Mm-hmm. He and Dale Martin are partners on Texas Saddlery. Mm-hmm. Uh, he works at that and obviously works at his roping because mm-hmm. that's what we do. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. We, but you've encouraged alternative routes just than rodeo, right? As yes. far as the kids. Yes, yes. I have. Uh, rodeo, uh, I'm not against rodeo. I, I, if that's what you want to do, that's, that's fine. It's a tough way to make a living. It's very tough. Uh, and I've always told the kids, you know, don't get married until you're done rodeoing because when, what was hard for me is when I would call home, and back then there was no cell phones mm-hmm. when Taya was little, mm-hmm. and she was starting into playing volleyball and basketball. Well, Dad, I got a game. Will you be here? 
no, I'm in Ellensburg or mm-hmm. whatever. And it's like, man, this is hard. Yeah. And it, so I finally just said, I can't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. When Britt was born, last time I went to the finals, it was in 93. And when he was born, I made up my mind that I was kind of done. Not that I won't always rope and, and love rodeo, but uh, I just couldn't, mm-hmm. couldn't do it at that level anymore. And the way things are, unless you're all in, don't be there. Yeah. Because you're not going to get to the level that you want to be. The only way to get there is to be all in. Mm-hmm. And that's hard. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Even in our circuit, when, I mean, because the Mountain State circuit here mm-hmm. is, it's where all the best guys in the world are in the summer. So yeah. um, it's, it's hard to even just circuit rodeo. Very hard. And not be all in. Very hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's hard if you're working, trying to make a living, mm-hmm. you know, um, it, it's hard because those guys that do it, Every day, mm-hmm. they're going to win, and they should win. Mm-hmm. They're riding the best horses. They work at it. They outwork everybody because they have to. Yeah. When my husband's getting ready to go and he's second-guessing which horse he's going to ride, I say, Clay Tryon is not second-guessing which horse he's right. riding at Casper, so you yeah. better figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. You have to know. Yeah. You have to know. Have to. You can't have any doubt mm-hmm. or it'll, you won't win. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it doesn't seem like anybody in your family has too much doubt. You have a confident family. Yeah, yeah. We, we have... Uh, uh, when I lived with Walt Woodard, mm-hmm. I learned a lot about stuff like that because he's a very confident guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's just the way you are. You have to be that way in this business. Mm-hmm. You have to know where you're headed and how you're going to get there. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, if you back up, you're behind. You better be moving forward all the time. Mm-hmm. So that's something that we've always tried to instill in our kids mm-hmm. is uh, you, you have to, you know, you don't have to be the best, but you have to strive <laughs> to be the best. Yeah. And you, um, a lot of your confidence probably comes from your practice and how often you get to rope. You guys rope all the time and put in all the effort. Yeah, we, we rope quite a bit, not near as much as we used to because mm-hmm. with with, uh, well, Tammy's gone rope and Taya's got her job or, and Brett has his business. Uh, we rope in the afternoons. Mm-hmm. We try to get, he and I try to get, he's got Tori working for him and he, I try to help him what he, what I can so that he can rope mm-hmm. in the afternoons. And then we have Tammy, uh, have her horses ready when she comes so she can rope a little bit. Mm-hmm. So we don't rope as much as we Not used as much to, as but, uh, yeah, we get a rope quite a bit. How much time in your horse training process do you spend riding them and not roping on them? A lot. A lot. Try to... Uh, one of the biggest things I see with uh, people even in their, their... Even with their rope horses is they don't get them out of the arena enough. Because mm-hmm. I think a horse gets bored in a 150 by 300 square. Mm-hmm. You know, we have a place back here where we can take them out and ride them outside uh, and get them out of the arena and just let them kind of be a horse mm-hmm. and uh, work them outside and not in the arena all the time. Mm-hmm. When, you, when you said you quit rodeoing and it was when, around the time Rip was born and, and Taylor was um, starting sports and stuff, mm-hmm. was it, did you quit cold turkey or did you go to circuit rodeos around here? How did the quitting process um, of rodeo I go? still circuit rodeoed some. Yeah. 
and and went to the amateur rodeos, the ones that we could, because they have mixed. Mm-hmm. And uh, I could rope a Tammy, and I could rope a Taya, uh, that type of thing. But it's very difficult. Mm-hmm. It's if you've roped at that level, it's hard not to to get pulled back into it. Mm-hmm. So I did some, but uh, I knew in my heart that I needed, and I and, and I always have uh, admired D. Pickett mm-hmm. for the way he did it. He quit. When he quit, he quit. Mm-hmm. And that would be hard. But you still you still have the desire to want to, it, it pulls you back. Yeah. Because you, you like to compete. Definitely. You circuit rodeo this year, didn't you? Did you I went one? to two with two? Brett. Yeah. yeah, you healed, right? Yeah, I healed for him. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, oh, you know, this is hard for me because I, on one hand, I want to be there. On the other hand, I don't want to be there mm-hmm. because it, it, it keeps drawing you back. Mm-hmm. And he asked me, Dad, you know, how come you don't head anymore? It's because I, I can't. It, it, if I do, then it, even at my age, at 60, I still would want to rodeo some. Mm-hmm. And I'm not competitive. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't want to go and not mm-hmm. win. So it's just easier for me. I had a little bit at home. And I had for him once in a while at a rope. But I don't. Is that, yeah. Do you go to the jackpots much? I don't. No, no, I don't head. It's not much. like, yes. Yeah, once in a while. Mm-hmm. I ride the colts and head on them mm-hmm. at home, which we all know when you ride colts, it's really not like roping. Mm-hmm. You, you go through the motions. Mm-hmm. But, uh. To go and head and at the ropings and stuff, I I just it, it's hard for me. Mm-hmm. So I just heal. Mm-hmm. I I enjoy that. Mm-hmm. So. And you teach? Do you still do some? I know my husband went to one of your. There's a picture of him at one of your schools mm-hmm. when he was a little kid, on the wall. Yeah. What, what's we? Uh, I do a lot of private lessons mm-hmm. and have all along. Uh, we did our school at our house for. 22 or three years. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now Brit has got me back into doing some schools. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, we, we've done three or four this year. Actually, next weekend we're going to Kremlin mm-hmm. to do a school up there. So yeah, we do still teach and we're involved in it a lot. It's mm-hmm. just not near as much as it used to be. Do you see any major bad habits that is there like one bad habit that just drives you nuts that people come to you with? Well, I think the main thing I see with with um, most people and their roping uh, is always their horsemanship. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what, how, at what level you're at in your horsemanship, you can always be better. Mm-hmm. And that's where they struggle because... When people start to learn to rope, the first thing they do is they start to think about their roping, mm-hmm. the swing there. And uh, you need to learn to ride mm-hmm. before you learn to rope. I had a friend one time that was, uh, he was All-American in baseball and All-American in football, went to school at CU. And uh, he called me and he said, I want to learn to rope. And I said, well, Don, you can't ride. Oh, that's no problem. I'm an athlete. I can learn to ride. It'll be fine. Just teach me to rope. So he come out, and in, in probably a month, he could do everything. He could heal the sled. He could rope the horns. He was just an athlete. He said, mm-hmm. I'm ready to run a steer. I said, you're not ready. You can't ride. Yeah, I can do it. I can get through it. So I put him on my best heel horse. I went down there. I roped the steer, turned him off. My horse turned in, but Don didn't. He <laughs> went right off. So it's like, you have to learn. Yeah. 
to ride because it doesn't matter how good you are with this hand, you have to be better with the left hand. Mm-hmm. So That's good. That's a good bit of insight for sure. Are you judging any more for charities? Uh, no, no, mm-hmm. no. Um, Jay got uh, T yeah. and uh, Nick's are Shea yeah. to judge this year. So that's good. Is Britt going to have horses in it? Uh, no, we have two that we're thinking about taking, but uh, the kids decided they were going to jackpot on. So. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. Nice. And then are you going to go to the World Series finale this year? Yeah, we're going. Yeah. What run, what, who do you have and in what divisions? I'm roping right now in the, uh, the 12 with, uh, um, let me think, with Taya mm-hmm. in the 12. And I'm roping with uh, Kyle Conway in the 13. And uh, I may heal for Britain in the 14. Mm-hmm. I haven't decided yet. Uh, What's the best you've ever done out there? I've never won anything there. No? I've not roped there a lot. I've mm-hmm. roped a few years, but uh, I've never. Has Actually, Tammy? until last year, Tammy had never won anything. She, mm-hmm. won a, she won some in the 11. We've had a lot of success at the U.S. finals, mm-hmm. but uh, not so much at the World Series. Are you going to the U.S. finals this year? No. No, not this no. year. Yeah. Um, are you, who do you look to when you're struggling on with your roping or if you've got a problem who do you ask for advice or who do you even watch to like to get lined out well uh obviously rich mm-hmm. <laughs> he's here a lot and he helps me mm-hmm. jd helps me uh so probably uh those two guys mm-hmm yeah. yeah and rich tammy sent me a video of rich mowing your lawn this summer he's yeah. pretty pretty good dude yeah, yeah awesome he's kind of a lesson on how not to be a rodeo bum pretty much he can yeah he's uh he's just a regular guy mm-hmm. you know that's the thing that that people don't understand we're all just regular people <laughs> yeah you know we have struggles just like everybody else mm-hmm. so it's i don't know we're we're all we're all in the same boat. Mm-hmm. That's so, awesome. but yeah, those, like I say, Rich is here a lot and he'll, he helps me a lot. Mm-hmm. And you were pretty careful about the kind of guys that had influence on your kids. He, Jay and, or excuse me, Britt and Taya have been around yeah. Jake and Clay and Rich and they have. Yeah. Ricky, mm-hmm. uh, Tyler, mm-hmm. uh, JD and Jay and, and, uh, Pretty much Brett Tanazi, a lot of guys that that I was in contact with mm-hmm. a lot, and I knew were great people, and uh, so yeah, I was I wanted them around. Yeah, those type of people. Awesome mentors they had. Yeah, sure. yeah. And your other son Trey <laughs> is <laughs> making the finals this year. How kind of special is that for you guys to watch Trey? Uh, I love Trey. I always have. He's, uh, it's amazing to me how he has come along so fast mm-hmm. uh, in the, the roper that he is. Uh, but he also has awesome bloodlines. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so you know that's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So good. yeah, it's going to be really fun. And him and Britt, they college rodeoed together. College rodeoed, uh, trade, junior rodeoed when mm-hmm. we were still junior rodeoing. Uh, so we got to see him mm-hmm. come along all the way. 
How much advice do you give to Britt when it comes to the leather business? Or do you let him manage that completely? Yeah, Mm -hmm. pretty much. Uh, He's got uh, Dale, and Dale's, you know, probably the best. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I don't get involved. I try to help out where I can. Uh, Actually, he's got me trying to learn to... uh, Helping with some gar- carving mm-hmm. to keep up, uh, which is fun because it's fun for me to get away from the horse thing mm-hmm. and to find something else to do mm-hmm. that's a little bit different. And it's it's interesting and it's kind of relaxing. Yeah, yeah. So not much, not much there. No. Well, thank you so much. This has been really fun, especially because I got to just drive through my back pasture to come talk to you today. <laughs> <laughs> was... well, thanks for coming. <laughs> thank you, Jay. I appreciate it. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's it for my conversation with Jay Allerman. Thanks, everybody, for listening this long into the episode. And don't forget, leave us a review on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, and share this with your friends. And in the meantime, have a great weekend. I hope everybody has good luck wherever you're headed, and stay safe.